You are listening to the Lima Community Church Podcast. The following was recorded at Lima Community Church of the Nazarene in Lima, Ohio. strength but sometimes I wonder what he can do through me no great success to show no glory on my own but in my weakness he is there to let me know His strength is perfect when our strength is gone. He'll carry us when we can't carry on. Raised in His power, the weak become strong. Strength is perfect. We can only know the glory that He holds when we truly see how deep our weakness goes. Strengthen us begins when ours comes to an end. He hears our humble cry and proves again. His strength is perfect when our strength is gone. He'll carry us when we can't carry on raised in his power the weak become strong his strength is perfect his strength is perfect his strength is perfect when our strength is gone he'll carry us when we can't carry on raised in his power the weak become strong his strength is perfect His strength is perfect, 
His strength is perfect. His strength is perfect. Thirty-nine years ago this month, my sweetheart got up and got ready for school, and her clothes were tight. She was three or four months expecting, but we hadn't bought any maternity clothes yet. We were hoping for some hand-me-downs. <laughs> I'd been looking for work since August and was not successful, and I was pretty discouraged. <laughs> I was really discouraged be truthful. She drove off to teach fifth grade, battling snow and 10 degrees of weather. I stayed home. But I made a decision that day, a decision that would change the next 39 plus years of our lives. When she was at school, I went to the next town over and enrolled in seminary. I hadn't included you in the decision, sweetheart. But you didn't bring that up when I told you that night. You were just glad to see purpose and hope in my eyes. The next morning you drove off to school and I drove off to seminary. We survived on your salary. Mikhail, our daughter who spoke here a couple weeks ago, came in June and I determined you were not gonna go back to work, that I would do whatever I had to do. And so I found whatever work I could find, mostly painting signs. I painted signs for car dealerships. I painted outhouses, as a matter of fact. 
I painted some outhouses while people were using the outhouses. <laughs> I did. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't know you were in there. I did everything I could. And just at the last moment, a job came through, and it was a perfect job. It was at Ashland University, Ashland Seminary, where I got my master's degree as part of Ashland Seminary, and they gave me an office, and they gave me a title, and they gave me a job, and they said, oh, by the way, you don't have to pay seminary tuition anymore. That's covered since you work here. Proving my grandma right once again. My grandma, Hazel Weaver, who said he's seldom an hour early but he's never a minute late. It's true. We moved from Worcester, Ohio to Ashland, Ohio. And I took you from your friends and your home. And I was busy either with full-time school or full-time job and you were lonely. And these were hard days for us and they got harder. Truth is that it was during that season that our marriage came under a strain like it never has been before or since that it would have been easy to call it quits then, but by the grace of God, we didn't. And by the time we finished seminary, our marriage was repaired, and um, we, we prepared to go into the first transition of our lives. We were getting asked to speak and sing in churches, and so we didn't have a full slate of that by any stretch, but I didn't want to work at the university anymore, even though they offered me a bigger office and more departments, I... We took a leap of faith and God met us. For 10 years, we traveled across the United States. How we made it, especially those first couple years, only God knows. But Debbie, you were so dependable. We took two babies on the road. We lived in church basements and in cheap hotels. The children grew and she started to homeschool them, carrying along her school books, setting up school in, in Sunday school classrooms. And every night you were on the platform with me, playing piano and singing, listening to me preach. We did this for 10 years through a variety of, of vehicles, a station wagon, a van, a motorhome, and finally a bus. But 10 years later, we made a decision to come off the road and to plant a church in my hometown of Youngstown, Ohio. Suddenly, my mother passed away during that time. And we entered transition number two. And you were at the core of it all, Debbie. You worked right by my side, and it was exciting, and it was scary. <laughs> you were pregnant with Josh, and we didn't know that when we took the job. And Josh came prematurely, and not with a few complications, with several complications. And you handled the troubled pregnancy and the birth with such poise and optimism. And Josh came early but he was perfect. And it was a word the Lord gave you for the new church, that it too would be born early, but it would have all of its systems function. We were there 10 years. <laughs> Hard to believe. And after 10 years, the Lord transitioned us into transition number three. We, we, we moved to a, a larger church in Bedford, Ohio, an older church that we had to transition into a younger church, and I'll tell you what, it was tough. The first two years there were tough. Debbie especially came under some very serious criticism, and uh, I, I never once heard her complain. I never once, I, in all of our marriage, I've never heard her 
say, you know that person? Oh, they make me so mad. I, I never have. She just doesn't do it. But in time, it settled down. We started Kids Hope there. She did. We cared for the community. And the Lord grew the ministry. And it was out of that that we were called to come here, enter now transition number four, moving to Lima. And this has been a wonderful transition for us. This church has been so wonderful to us, to us both. We've never been loved, never been honored as you have loved and honor us. Kids Hope was started here. Debbie lately has been caring for a dying mom. We became empty nesters. And now after nine years here, we are transitioning now into transition number five. I know you'd be content to stay here for another 150 years, sweetheart. (laughs) But you follow me. You've always followed me. And we both know this is the right decision, but it's hard, isn't it? (laughs) And so I wanted to take the first part of this sermon to tell you the strength of uh, this pastorate is sitting right there in the front row. Thank you, Debbie. (laughs) Frankly, Sweetheart, you're the most Christ-like person I know. You're the greatest servant I know. And of all the people I know in the world, I respect no one more than you. Thank you. I love you, baby. Well, things change, right? Presidents change. Countries change. Economies change. Companies change. Families change, but God does not change. It says in Psalms 33, 11, but the plans of the Lord stand firm forever. The purposes of his heart through all generations, they don't change. Psalm 145 says, the Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich or abounding in love. The Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all he has made. Your kingdom, Lord, is an everlasting kingdom and your dominion endures throughout all generations. He does not change. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and faithful in all he does. The Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who uh, who call on him in truth. He fulfills the desires of those who fear him. He hears their cry and he saves them. He does not change. These words were written 2,500, 3,000 years ago. Every bit is true today as they were when they were written. I pray with a group of men, several of them are here in this room, every Tuesday morning, have for nine years. We sit in a circle and we read a psalm and we marvel that what was written 2,500, 3,000 years ago is just as fresh today as it ever has been. So we're going through a change now in our church. 
And I wanna give you some things to ponder, if I may. Number one, I wanna tell you to willingly, joyfully enroll in character school. Character school. When God wants to develop somebody's character, you know what he has them do? Wait. When God wants to develop someone's character, he has them wait. Abraham, 25 years. David, 13 years. Jesus, even, 30 years. You now are going into a period of searching for a new pastor. And like all things that have great value, it's going to take some time. And allow the Lord to use that to build character in you. Second thing I want to encourage you is to pray oak tree prayers. Oak tree prayers. As opposed to mushroom prayers. Now, there are no unimportant prayers. But here's what mushroom prayers are. Mushroom prayers are you're praying for a friend who has an interview on Friday. So you pray like crazy, but once Friday's come and gone, you don't pray that prayer anymore because it's no longer needed. He either got hired or he didn't. But oak tree prayers, we pray into the future. We pray and ask the Lord to do something that would grow into a mighty oak. We pray along the lines of Ephesians 1 or Ephesians 3. Ephesians 1, I pray that he would open the eyes of your heart. He would give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation. Ephesians 3, for this reason I kneel before the Father. from whom everyone in heaven and on earth derives its name. And I pray that you would know the height and depth and width and breadth of the love of Christ. That you would be rooted and established in love. We pray oak tree prayers. We pray for what's next. Thirdly, I want to encourage you to not become critical. to stay positive. Sometimes when you go through transition, it's easy to get critical. Don't do that. I mentioned last week, and I'll repeat it again, my great confidence in our district superintendent, Jeff Councilman, and my profound belief in our church board. These are godly men and women, and they will lead you well and trust them, and get behind them. And then lastly, I want to encourage you to look for something new. God's going to do a new thing. My, My daughter preached on that passage two weeks ago. Behold, can you not see it? I am doing a new thing, says the Lord. A couple years ago, I was at a Christmas party at my friend uh, Rob Nelson's house and it was a bunch of people and we found ourselves talking to this young woman, probably 30, 35, and hadn't met her before because she had just moved to town. She lived in town about six months and we talked about a variety of things and finally I just said, uh, have you found a church yet? And she kind of lit up. She didn't know I was a pastor. And uh, she said, no, but I'm looking. She said, We had a church in Cleveland that was so wonderful. 
She said, and I've been to, I don't know, 20 different churches trying to find a church like it, and I haven't been able to. And I just sensed the Lord say something to me. So I said, well, you know, maybe he doesn't want you to find one just like it. Maybe what the Lord did in your spirit in that season is what he wanted to do in that season. And now you've learned that and you've developed that. And now he wants to do something new. He wants to show you something new. I would say the same to you. Uh, I don't do a lot of things well. I cast vision. I, I'm passionate about ministry outside these walls. I, I love you with a passion. But there's much I don't do well. Uh, my guess is the, the next pastor coming in is going to have some some muscle in places. I, I don't have places. Maybe some systematizing muscle that can develop some systems of discipleship that would be so important. Let me tell you that the people who typically will have the hardest time with the next pastor are the people who've come in during our watch. Um, and I'm the only pastor you've had or the only pastor here that you've had. And you've got the idea that the way I do it is the way, and that's not true. It's a way. I, I, I say this because uh, I've, I've noticed this in our previous church. There was a group of people who never let me in. They, they were nice and they were polite, but I never became the pastor because they were so close to the previous pastor. And I didn't do things the way he did it. Your new pastor will bring great gifts, but they won't be the gifts I've brought. Because maybe what the Lord has done in our season of ministry is to develop some things in the body that no longer need to be stressed the way it has been stressed. And now he wants to teach you some new things. I've honored our predecessors here. And for good reason. They're all great men. I've honored Wayne Sharps, Wayne Wanda. I love them. I honor Dave Sharps. Talked to him not long ago. I honor Dan Huckins. Godly man. I remember when I first came, I received an awful lot of compliments. And finally, after about two, three months, it dawned on me, I'm getting these compliments at Dan's expense. And so very publicly, I said, you know, I want you to know something. Dan Huckins, now see, Dan was an introvert. I'm an extrovert. And so what people were responding to was, you know, my availability and touching people and being with you and whatnot. But Dan, not so much. But I said, you know what? Dan has muscles in places. I, I don't even have places. <laughs> and God used him in profound ways. And the next guy or the next girl, whoever the leader is, coming, will have gifts and abilities that I don't have. Embrace those. Celebrate those. Open your heart. Because God's going to do a new thing.
This is, in my estimation, the best Nazarene church there is. You're an incredible group of people. And Debbie and I love you deeply. And God is going to do a new thing. Would you stand for a benediction? My Father in heaven, I pray your richest blessing on these I love and you love so much more. This week, would they find themselves in situations and places where they can give and love and forgive as they have been given to and loved and forgiven? Would you cause them to return here next week full of joy because they've seen you at work? Bless these ones, I pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. God bless you. I love you. You're dismissed. Thank you for listening. For more information about our church, visit limacommunitychurch.com.